meeting today's challenges with yesterday's experiences. Senior wisdom is your opportunity to take in wisdom gained by our elderly population and apply this insight to your own life. It's a time machine of sorts, sending you back to challenges of pre-millennia days and places that stretch across the globe. Stan Zabka's passion in life has always been music. At five years old, you would have found Stan taking piano lessons, piano lessons that cost 50 cents a week. That was quite an investment that his mother made, and it surely turned into success. As an adult, he worked as a page boy at NBC and wrote music on the side. His specialty was writing musical themes. As his professional life evolved, he worked with Perry Como, Steve Allen, Jack Pan, and many others. He even was the associate director of The Johnny Carson Show and wrote the original Tonight Show theme song. Stan never gave up, no matter how much he was confronted with unsuccessful attempts to attract producers in the entertainment industry. He truly believed that you find what you're good at, you make it your own, and you stay on track. Just beyond those next hills is the answer. Senior Wisdom is ready to share another golden nugget. So adjust the volume on your laptop or handheld device and soak into a conversation with Stan Zapka. So Stan Zapka, now that's a name that some of you can recollect it. He was the, the associate director, if I'm, I believe I'm correct, of the Johnny Carson Show back in, what, the 60s or 70s? Mm -hmm. yep. Stan, is that the case? 60s. There must be some story mm -hmm. to tell as to how you started up in the entertainment industry and then uh, catapulted yourself to the levels of, of the Johnny Carson Show. I used to watch that show <laughs> at 11, 11.30 back in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, like four or five times a, a week. Where did it all begin? Well, after Korea... I came home for the second time, back to New York, to my old job, which was a page boy at NBC. So what I did was I went through World War II, college, the night of graduation, I hopped a train to New York to be a songwriter. That was my, I had a degree in music and that's what I wanted to do. A year and a half later, my first song was published called Christmas Eve in My Hometown. It's 64 years old this year. It has 17 recordings, including Kate Smith, Bobby Vinton, Jim Neighbors and Living Strings, it's in symphonies, folios, on the internet all over the place. Did this just fall in your lap when, when it finally happened, when you finally became the, you know, came to the entertainment industry? Did it oh, no. all click all at once or did what, you what, really work at it? Whoa, that's the whole thing. I, I, I made up my mind that I wanted to be a songwriter. And NBC gave me a job as a page boy and in between tours I peddled my stuff to, to publishers, got called back in the Korean War, came back to NBC, uh, they wanted me to be a page boy again, and uh, I didn't want another uniform, so I got a job with United Airlines making telephone sales. I went with an orchestra as its male vocalist doing one-night stands all over the country. And then NBC called and said, we got a job opening. Uh, uh, you've been very faithful, and uh, we have two jobs, uh, a stage manager in television or an associate director. I said, which one pays more? And they said, associate director. I said, I'll take that one. <laughs> So having said that, I, uh, I stayed with NBC for 22 years, wrote the original Tonight Show theme, Movie 4 theme, Hallmark Playhouse theme. Uh, was, it, was it your idea to do that? Da, 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 da. No, that's, that's, that's not my song. That was when uh, 
Doc Severinsen came on the Tonight Show, and Johnny moved his show to Hollywood. Oh, okay. Uh, I wrote the song originally with Jack Parr. I worked for Steve Allen and Jack Parr before oh. Johnny Carson. You know, NBC has this. Used to have a, a signature musical signature, bong bong bong. Well, I took those three notes, bong bong bong, and I went bong bong bong, da da dum bum bum da da dum bum bum, and I wrote that song. And I had about eleven other songs that I thought would be theme material. I went to London and then Paris, hired a forty-three piece orchestra, conducted the orchestra myself, came home and sold six themes, one of which was the Tonight Show theme. Wow. And then yeah, uh, yeah. a producer would call me, like George Schaefer from Hallmark. He said, I'm doing this television special with Julie Harris and Maximilian Schell and Francis Letter called Turn the Key Deftly. Would you write the theme? So I did. I wrote the theme for that, and I wrote another theme for another producer, and so and so and so and so. Where did the passion come from? Your music passion? I mean, this original stuff has got to come from somewhere, and it, it comes from down deep. Well, I, I started playing the piano when I was five years old. And you talk about what my mother did to sacrifice her in the world. She found 50 cents a week for my piano lessons. Now, where she found 50 cents a week when 50 cents was worth 50 cents, I, I don't know. But I started when I was five. Uh, it, it came from my mom and dad who were in music. My, some of my family, my brothers and sisters, played instruments. But I went on and made music my career. What an investment that was, because I know you've told me this <laughs> in the past, that you came from a family of 12 kids, Yeah. and the money was not, it was Great Depression time, so that is incredible mm. that uh, yeah. that she planted that seed in you, and look what happened. Yeah, yeah, and it uh, went on, and uh, I, I had an opportunity many times working with NBC. I worked with Perry Como, Johnny Carson, Oh, Hallmark, uh, everybody. I worked with all the variety of music shows at NBC. How closely did you work with these people when you were coming up with the music? Did you pull them into the conversation and say, hey, listen to this, uh, what do you think of this, what do you think of I that? Would have, I would have lunch at a, at a little restaurant, let's say, with Steve Baker, that's you. You're a <laughs> okay. producer of uh, documentaries. And so, Steve, what are you doing? And, and Steve would say, well, I'm doing a, a documentary now called, I'm writing a oh, special called... No, Tornado, Exania, Ohio, 4.45 p.m. I said, tell me about it. He said, well, it's about this story about these people that have, the town was ravaged. It's a historic town, and they, by their bootstraps, they, they, they found pictures of that town, and they built it up like it was before the, and I'm doing the story on that. And I said, wow, you know what I hear? What do you hear? I hear a, a, like a Spoon River anthology. I hear a running theme of music which would express what you're, what, what you're, what you're uh, depicting in pictures. And, he, and uh, I said, do you mind if I take a stab at it? So I went home, wrote the theme, came back, and he said, yeah, I kind of like it. I said, well, what if I get Charlie Rich in Nashville to record it? Um, would you use it? Yeah. So I went down to Nashville. Charlie Rich didn't record it. Someone else tried it. Didn't work. I went home. And since the producer didn't like that particular recording, I recorded it, got an orchestra together, recorded it at the Radio City Music Hall studio, and it became the theme of of his show and went on to win a Pulitzer, Rock Cries, a Christmas, that's how I did it. I'd wow. mix with producers and and if they couldn't, they could hear the theme, but they couldn't hear the music. And so I would produce it for them. I'd, take the, I'd get the orchestra invested in it myself. Well, what's going on on the inside when you're coming up with these original thoughts on, on music? I don't think it's any different from, from what you're doing here 
talking with me at this kitchen table. You have a passion for what you do. It fills your life. It fills your dreams. You wake up with it in the morning. You take your tape recorder and you come over here and you spend your own time just doing what you love. And it's just ingrained in you that that's what you want to do. And that's music to me is what carries me. What, what, what's good for me right now is I haven't stopped in music. I, I can play, I, I entertain at retirement and, and, and uh, senior living places all in the Sacramento, Grass Valley, Nevada City area. I have about six or eight dates, one hour dates every month. And I tell them jokes like Johnny Carson and Victor Borga and Jackie Gleason. I play any song they want and get them to sing. So uh, music is it lives with me, and, and you know, you I say call out a song, and what's your favorite song? And they'll say play so and so. So I'll, I, I probably know it, and I not only know the music, but I know the words because I grew up with it. So I play the stuff that's generic to them, that's familiar. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 really something that I've just never left me, and I just don't know what I'd do if I didn't have music. I always say, Steve, if my hands, at my age, if my hands in my head, hands in my in my head cooperate, I'll get through this hour. <laughs> and they always do, don't they? <laughs> I, you know what? I I go to sleep with a song in my head, and, and and you know how I wake up in the morning, when I know I'm really awake is when I'm singing some song or some melody that I went to bed with. Drives me crazy, but that's how I get out of bed. I know I'm not going to sleep anymore. So. so really, that's your second language, isn't it? I guess music is music is the soul of this world. Yours, your folks, your families. Uh, Oscar Hammerstein once said, you know, anybody can write a poem, anybody can write words, anybody can write a letter, but not everybody can write a song. And I'm not saying that for my sake. He said, not everybody can write a song. He said, there are theories, there are methods to writing a song, uh, but that doesn't mean you can write something that's going to be remembered. It's got to come from you, and that's where composers are, are that's how composers are born. So you really make it your own. Yeah. That's how you do it. That's it. That's it. And, and you know what? I've spent 80% of my professional musical life peddling my stuff. I, oh, you, you can't just write it and, and, and just hope someone's going to record it for you or perform it for you. So what, what do you do? I mean, I know a lot of young, young people who are coming up with some great music, but it's not seen. If it's not seen and it's not heard, it doesn't go anywhere. Well, right now they have more chances than I did to get their stuff out there on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> I mean, wow, there are all kinds of... How they market their stuff is another thing, mm -hmm. but they've got to start and they've got to get they've got to be rejected they've got to they've got to find what they're good at uh, and when i started out I, I tried to write every every kind of music that was popular waltzes foxtrots funny tunes themes and when the beatles came along and rock and roll came along and knocked me right off the i, I didn't know what to do it wasn't my style but i knew i could write a melody and i had a, a, i had the theory ingrained in me to to write orchestrations so did you have the, that's, so that's did you allow you to make adjustments? I mean, it seems like you you live and learn. I mean, you get rejections. You might make some adjustments in some way, or you hold true to your 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 passion and you keep on moving forward through music. It. Music wise, I knew I wanted to write uh, be a songwriter, but I knew I couldn't compete with the greats out there. And when rock and roll came along, the great writers of Broadway were knocked right off the because they couldn't write that stuff. If they stayed in, okay. I realized that if I'm going to stay in the music, where I was strong in is melody. I could write a melody that you remember. 
And so I said, you know what, I'm going to write themes. And that's what I tackled. And that's what I, that's my, what my CD is, themes from television, a dozen of them. You have to narrow your scope. You have to, you have, whatever you like, find out what you're best in and stay on that track. And, and that's and, the and, wisdom. Well, stay on the track. And, you know, over, beyond each hill is, is the answer. You know, getting to the top is, is fun and hard. But when you do there, you know, you, you try not something else, and you keep growing. And every seed you plant, just like you're doing now with your thing, every seed you're planting right now today is good. Someone's going to hear what you and I are talking about, and they're going to want to be a part of your thing. You didn't know it today. It may be next year or the year after. But that's you, you keep growing. I keep calling on my resources all through my life. I still have people that knew me then that will pick up the phone now, and it made my life grow. You know, but I stay at the plate. And, and be true to what you like, because if you have fun in life, and they say if you have fun in, in your work, you never have to work again. I like the sounds of that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Every yeah. day is a, a smooth sail. <laughs> well, it's not smooth, but, but at least you're, you, you love it. You enjoy it. You have fun. All the movies I did with Clint and De Niro and these producers, these direct, they wanted to have fun. If you're going to bring your troubles to the set, stay home. That gonna, really is the oh, way oh, it yeah. was back then. Well, huh? That, I, I'm, I'm a little. Yeah. Sur- I always thought it would be a bit tense at times. Well, it's not that it's tense. It's not that there's no tenseness. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, don't bring your, don't bring negatives to the set. Bring positives, and if, if, if the negatives don't work, we'll find a way to do it. But let's have fun with this darn movie and go and have dinner. But I want to enjoy this day. I want to enjoy this movie. We spent a lot of money doing, getting. It, put together and we're going to make it and we're going to have fun and that's pretty much what I think if you can do it and accomplish that like some of these great directors Spielberg and Zemeckis and whoever you're, you're very fortunate I think. You must really feel great about that not only have you had a great career in the entertainment business but you continue to entertain other seniors and, and other people even today in, in the areas that you uh, that you live here in Nevada County. Well I'm finding that everybody that in this senior community where I entertain, every, when, I, when they hear my story and they realize I wrote a book about my life. What's the name of that book? It's called Razzmatazz, which, which is the kind of life I've had. I wrote a song called Razzmatazz and recorded it. Razzmatazz, my life in music, television, and film. So I have an Emmy as a director. I have an Oscar nomination as in, in, in movies. I got three writer awards from ASCAP this composer, publisher, writer, society. And now I wrote a book. And I'm finding out that seniors like myself, they figure, Stan, if you can write a book, I can do it. But I don't like computers. I don't want to do this. I, I said, well, you know what? You don't have to use a computer or a typewriter. Talk into a machine. Every day, pick it up, talk into a machine like you and I are doing now, Steve. And then have someone transcribe it on the paper. And pretty soon you're going to find out you've, you, you had a lot of thoughts in your life. And you've told your story, and you know what? You're going to work your brain, and you're not going to be dull sitting in your room waiting for someone like me to spend an hour with you singing songs. You're going to, your mind's going to be active, and that's going to keep you healthy and strong and, and, and move you to each new day, if you like it. If you don't do it, don't make it an effort. But I, I think it's good therapy. Well, that sounds like wisdom. <laughs> for, for a senior. <laughs> yeah. This is a first on our show that we actually oh, yeah? have one of those. So, <laughs> that's great. Okay. Well, okay, let's apply this this uh, this fire, this passion that you've demonstrated through your life in the entertainment industry in today's world with people who are maybe 
into the arts, or maybe people are into the engineering arts, or maybe they're into the household bringing up a family art, uh, whatever it is. How would you apply this passion that you've discovered through your life? I don't know if I'd tell them how to do it, but I'd, you know what the key I think that I, um, w would help me? NBC gave me a job for 24 years. Two of them was page boys job where I made 35 bucks a week. What's a page boy do? Take people on tour of the NBC studios in Rock Center, New York. Oh. And in between tours, my buddy and I would sit by a piano in one of their 65 studios, write a song, then I'd puddle it, peddle it to publishers. So what, was, what I would advise anybody, if they have a passion in the arts and are struggling, uh, keep it, nourish it, but try, if it's important to you to raise a family, to find a job where you can make a decent living because you're not going to make it in the arts. That, unless you become Richard Rogers and Oscar Hammerstein or a film director like Spielberg or an actor like Tom Hanks or my son William, you know, you're not going to it's hard. Find a way to make a living, raise your family. I'm fortunate, I've got a, life, a wife that it took me a long time to find her, but she worked on The Tonight Show with me. She was the production mm -hmm. assistant on The Tonight Show. Hmm. We worked together five nights a week. She was the only girl from NBC I ever dated because I, I, I didn't want to get familiar with anybody, but we sat together in that control room five nights a week. Must be something special there. Well, we, we got three kids. They're all professional. They're all centered in, in life. They're all centered in the Lord. They're centered in their families. Uh, they've all achieved uh, uh, the the success th that they hope hoped for, uh, and are still moving on, and are still passing their 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 knowledge on to, to their friends. You know what's what's amazing is I mean you said how difficult it is to be successful in the entertainment industry, and in your family even your kids have been successful in it. So there's yeah. something unique and special in what you have done and how you have done it that works. And it sounds like although we have to be real and as an artist become uh, able to do other things to bring in the bacon, we don't lose that dream. We never give up that passion in the arts. My mother said to me when I turned 18, she said, being 18 doesn't make you a man. The poem, If by Rudyard Kipling, tells you what makes a man. And in that poem by Rudyard Kipling, there's a, a saying that says, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same, that's, that's what you meet out there. That's what you meet, people in the arts meet it. We're all meeting with triumph and disaster and we gotta treat, they're both imposters, you know, and people out there are not necessarily, people we deal with, uh, uh, that I've dealt with, aren't necessarily you know, against me. They're just for themselves and so they protect their own backsides. And you just have to get around all that and, and, and have faith in yourself and, and, uh, and don't give up, you know. That's the poem If by Rudyard Kipling. I.F. Go to Google, read it, and I tell you that's been, I see that poem every day since I was 18. Most every day. That plus the 23rd Psalm. And I, I've read every motivation book <laughs> from every, anybody that would, would keep pushing me because I'd fall off the ladder a lot. I, I lost confidence, I had no money, I didn't do this, I didn't do that. But, but because I was driven by what I loved, it's, I, it's like my marriage, I just kept at it, I, I enjoyed it. Well, you've heard it, listeners. <laughs> Get on the horn, Psalms 23. <laughs> Psalm, 23rd Psalm. Okay. And the poem, If, by Rudyard Kipling.
Yep. Stan, <laughs> thanks a lot. I'm sure everyone's on the net right now. It's my Let pleasure. Fingers to the walking. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. <laughs>